Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm Monsignor Jim Vlorn, and here is our producer and engineer, Stephen Sheldon. Hello there, Monsignor. How are you doing today? Doing good. You know, um, got into the Lent thing, and yeah, it's good, actually. Up. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, three... yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> and I think it's it's kind of funny, you know, being a single guy, bitter and all that stuff. Uh, Lent starts on Valentine's Day. Isn't that interesting? You know, because I tell you, somebody asked me to go out to dinner, you know, like a buddy mm-hmm. of mine, my, my dentist, actually. And uh, Richie said to me, you know, you want to go out to dinner? And I was like, he goes, when are you free? I said, I'm free on the 14th. And he goes, Valentine's Day? And I was like, well, I'm single. Like, doesn't really, you know. Doesn't really matter, but it's also Lent. <laughs> most people are not single. And it's a no meat day. So I was like, oh, better to get it, another day. Yeah, so, so, oh, and speaking of, I want to ask, because I was looking ahead in the calendar, what happened March 17th? Is on a Sunday in Lent. Yeah. What happens typically? Yeah, you know, I gotta look that all up now. So <laughs> I mean, St. Patrick's Day is not a holy day, right? So no. it's just a you know, it's a feast day. Right. Now, will there be a dispensation to eat meat? I mean, you can eat meat on a Sunday, so we don't really need a dispensation, right? Okay. So it's fine. Yeah, right. so it's fine. There you go. So proceed as normal. Corned beef and cabbage, no sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. I think we're all golden, you know, so it should be all right. And I, you know, St. Patrick's Day, we cover the St. Patrick's Day parade, you know. Yes, you do. But, but they actually I thought they're doing it on Saturday this year in the city. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, it's going to be mayhem on Sunday, oh, so might. I think they might. I think that's what they're doing. So, kind of cool. So, we're talking about Lent today. We're talking about sacrificing and how, in our lives, it all adds up. The sacrifices are good things. They add up to kind of help us to grow in holiness, see the world from a different angle. It's a good thing. I think all of us in our lives sacrifice one way or another, and mm-hmm. and some you know we sacrifice for people we know, which is like I find that beautiful, but also maybe less valuable than mm-hmm. the sacrifices for people like we don't even know who the heck they are. Yeah, but we do yeah. something nice for somebody, you right? Know, there, there's some saying that, you know, the best deeds you do are the ones that go unacknowledged or that you help somebody that yeah, you I mean, know about. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, we, you know, we sacrifice to take care of our elderly parents or to right. take care of people who we know and care about, you know, and that's nice. It's a good thing. I think there's also those sacrifices for somebody we'll never meet, you know? There's mm-hmm. something about that that I think those add up too, you know? Yeah, and, they do. Uh, they do. They do. I think of that sometimes, like, my family has a foundation, you know, and mm-hmm. we give some money every year to kids like in Catholic schools who right. need tuition assistance. Mm-hmm. I, I, by choice, I don't want to know who they are. Right. I just want to be anonymous. That's it. Right. You, you, don't, you don't want the thanks. You don't want the praise. Give it to you somebody know. who needs it. Yeah, that's right. it. That's, and that, that seems to be super beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. We love that. You know, no, we love does. that. Fact. It gives you a good feeling because you help somebody in need and they don't have to come back to you and, you know, oh, thank you. You don't, that's not why you do it. You know, no, no. And I think that's the deal. Like, I don't want to be yeah. presenting a check to a kid or no, no. Just, you know, toward their tuition. And and I think it seems to work. That seems to work the best way. I don't know. Like, it's the un, like you said, the unnoticed things, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the personal sacrifices we make. Right. So like when we yeah. choose one thing, we also say no to another, which is OK, too. Right. <laughs> no. And it's that I think about that economic theory. It's called opportunity cost. Whenever you choose one thing, you sacrifice something else by making the decision. Exactly and right. That's every day. Even in a restaurant, when I say I'll yes. have this, I can't have that. There you go. There's there another sacrifice. Opportunity but I think involved. we sacrifice for people we love. We sacrifice, even in our own lives, we do certain things that help us to grow stronger. Um, and we continue to read. Like, that's even a sacrifice, right? To read mm-hmm. and spend time concentrating and praying. All that stuff adds up, and it makes us who we are and good people. So we're taking a look at sacrifice today as we celebrate Lent and recognize the power of how Lent can draw us closer to God, to one another. To start us off, this is a great one, The Spin Doctors, Two Princes. Before you, that 
doctors to princes you know sometimes we think of ourselves as royalty right say well i'm not going to do that you know i'm not going to do that kind of work i mean that doesn't make any sense you know it's sometimes we get a little bit like i don't do windows you know i'm not going to do that but i think sacrifice kind of knocks that wool down true sacrifice spiritual sacrifice and says yeah you know what i'm going to pray for other people i'm going to pray for people i don't usually pray for i'm going to reach out and do things that are different maybe lent is a good time to kind of take a look at that you know i remember you know in the scriptures it says again and again pray for your persecutors pray for people who are against you. It's an interesting thing. Like, that's part of who we're called to be. That's part of the sacrifice of our own lives, is to open ourselves up to even to people who we disagree with, and recognize that we still share this world with them. You know, there's something about that that's a good thing for us. So, yeah, to start us off with this idea of sacrifice, we have to think about that. So, yeah, we can't live like royalty in some ivory tower and say, I'm never going to get involved with anything that's different than what I believe. No, I think sometimes we have to reach out. Sometimes we have to stretch a little bit. That stretch could be a good and healthy thing, and really help us to grow. Here's Tom Petty running down a dream.
Petty running down a dream. Interesting because dreams sometimes take sacrifice in our lives, right? Like whatever your dream is and the dream that you're pursuing in your life, there's some sacrifice connected to it. There's some risk connected to it, right? When we choose one thing, we don't choose the other. And that's kind of hard for us. We like to live, you know, most of us like to live in this kind of buffet life, right? I want a little bit of everything or I want a lot of what I want a lot of, you know? And in life, when we make one decision, it does change our lives a little bit, right? And there's something beautiful about that, but there's also the, something that takes sacrifice about that. For example, you get married to somebody. Well, that marriage is exclusive. There's something beautiful about that. And the love that grows in that marriage says no to a lot of other things. Lifestyle changes when we have a child, right? It can't be out every night of the week hanging around with my buddies. And that's impossible. So there's something about that to kind of calm it down a bit. It's funny how like in our lives when we're pursuing a dream, you know, it takes a certain thing, even education, study, uh, getting enough sleep. So we're, we're on target in the morning. Like even the people I know who are in the world of profession, you know, like doctors and stuff like that, they're taking a break. They're sleeping because they know the next day they got to be on their game. There's something about that that's important for us to take care of ourselves in such a way that the sacrifices help us to achieve our dreams. It matters so much. Here's one of band from Long Island, Blue Oyster Cult. I'm burning for you.
cult i'm burning for you there's something about that in our lives too the sacrifice kind of sets us on fire in such a way that it kind of burns a little bit it helps us to have like a fire in our belly there's something good about that when we get passionate about stuff in life that's an important part of what our lives are about like lent can sometimes be this time where we get a little fire in our belly so you know what i'm going to grow myself i'm going to do this you know lenten promise that i made i'm going to go celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation i'm going to allow this to kind of burn inside of me and grow me Help me to kind of catch fire for the love of God again in my life. That's a great opportunity. We need those opportunities in our lives. We always need those kind of moments where we can start again, where we can take a look around and say, you know what? I've been smoldering. I got to be burning. You know, life is meant to be burning. It's not meant to be smoldering. And that's an important part of our lives that we're called to kind of come to recognize that, yeah, can we get the fire going again? Can Lent be that time where the fire gets going again? That's the great promise. That's the great prayer. That's the great hope that we call Lent every year. Here's the Crash Test Dummies. This is called Superman's Song. Tarzan wasn't a ladies' man. He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that. Quick as a cat in the jungle But Clark Kent, no, there was a real gent He would not be caught sitting around in no dress 
himself to carry on forget Krypton and keep going Superman never made any money for saving the world from Solomon Grundy and sometimes I despair the world will never see another man Like him Tarzan was king of the jungle And lord over all the apes But he could hardly string together Four words I, Tarzan, you, Jane Sometimes when soup was stopping crimes I'll bet that he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on man Join Tarzan in the forest But he stayed in the city Kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone booths Till his work was through Then nothing to do but go on home Superman never made any money Saving the world from sorrow Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. And sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. Mm-hmm. 
Crash Test Dummies Superman song. Sometimes we hear these stories about super people who are these like heroes, these superheroes who have sacrificed in a beautiful way. You think the tunnel to towers run, you know, how these this firemen, you know, they're running through the ta- the tunnel to get to the towers when the towers were hit for 9-11. People every day who sacrifice in such beautiful ways for those who are in need, the way people come together in a community and rally around somebody who's getting chemotherapy or a kid who is sick in the community, all those things show the best of what humanity is about, right? The best of who we are. That's where like that superhero nature comes out in each and every one of us. That's not just reserved for comic books, you know? That's something that each and every one of us can participate in. So when it gets in your way, it's what you do with it. Do you just step aside and let that moment go by or do you make a difference? There's so many stories of people who've made a difference, have become heroes because of that. I mean, there are people who've lost their lives because of that, right? Because they went out and tried to help somebody else and they saved somebody else's life, lost their own. That kind of story is the story of heroes and that's the story that saints are made of people in our lives who we continue to emulate to this day and people who inspire us to do good things with our life too it matters so much here's meatloaf i'll do anything but i won't do that
going around. I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Meatloaf, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. (laughs) Interesting. You know, in our lives, there needs to be limits, right? In all of our lives, we need to have that fence around the yard. That's not always easy for us, but you have to recognize that I have limits, and there's only certain things I can do or I will do to do whatever. You know, would I do anything to get ahead? Will I step on people all around me to get ahead? Well, that's really, you know, what do you have in the end to be proud of, really, for that, right? I heard a lot of other people to get where I am. That's really nothing to be proud of, but can we recognize the power that comes from living a good and holy life, from being a merciful person, from being a forgiving person? Those kinds of characteristics are the things that make up greatness, right? That's greatness. So I think in our lives, if we're looking for love, it's about living greatness and recognizing that that's how love kind of shows up. That's how love comes our way. So yeah, are you willing to compromise yourself, or are you willing to just do the right thing and allow God to work the magic around you and recognize how that forms love, that forms relationships, that forms a sense of happiness that maybe we can't find anywhere else. And it's an opportunity this Lent to kind of find that in the midst of our lives if we're willing to do the hard work that it comes from. Here's Creed, it's called My Sacrifice. i 
Creed, my sacrifice. When I think about sacrifice in general, you know, I think of this group of people who are in their 90s now, you know, uh, the greatest generation. These are the people who are like our moms and dads who moved out, like in my case here, like depending on where you're listening, these people moved out from Queens to Long Island, you know, they bought a little house for fifteen or $16,000. They lived with less. They drove old cars. They wore old clothes so they could save their money. My father got a second job so that I could go to Catholic high school. And what did they want more than anything. They wanted their kids to have a better life, right? They wanted us to grow up in a good area that had grass and places to run and play, good schools, and they wanted us to have a better life. They wanted us to go to college and have a better life. And what happened 99% of the time? We did, right? Those sacrifices paid off. There's a certain gratefulness, a debt of gratitude we owe to that greatest generation that helped us to become who we are. And it kind of inspires us to do our part, to help this next generation too. So there's something important about that. And I think for, for us to really be happy, sacrifice has to be a part of it and satisfaction and, and gratefulness for the people who've gone before us to help build that road that we travel on today. Here's Dave Edmonds, Standing at the Crossroads. I'm standing
standing at the crossroads, yes, yeah, sometimes it's about that big decision, right? Sometimes it's about that decision saying, well, which way do I go and what do I do? How do you make important decisions in your life? You know, hopefully you turn to prayer. Hopefully you turn to not just, you know, the numbers and go to a ledger, but you look at the spiritual and you ask God to help with the decision, you know? I always think of this whenever we hear any song like this. I always think of that scene in The Wizard of Oz, you know, where Dorothy's coming to the crossroads on the yellow brick road. And who's there right at the crossroads? Scarecrow, right? Scarecrow's there and the scarecrow helps give her advice. There's something about that in our lives. Like when we're at a crossroad, we need help. We need that advice. We need the, you know, the, the advice from somebody. And it's an interesting thing. He's the sage person, the scarecrow, who gives advice. And what is he missing? He's missing a brain, but it's there. He just doesn't realize he has that great brain. I think that's true in our lives too, that at the crossroads, God gives us people, angels, if you will, you know, in people's clothes to help us to make good decisions. We got to pray about those big decisions at those crossroads and make the sacrifice to say, if I go left, I can't go right. If I go right, I can't go left. But that moment is such a moment that needs prayer and help. And when we find that boy, we make a great decision and those decisions pay off. Here's Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends. Stand up and walk out on me Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song I will try not to sing out of key yeah. Oh baby, how you All I need is my better I say I'm gonna get high Tell don't even say it no more Gonna get down and I'm afraid Could it be 
Something that happens all the time, yeah. What do you see when you turn out the light? I can't tell you, but it so feels like man. Don't you know I'm gonna make it with my friends? I promised myself I'd get back. Said I'm gonna try it with them too. With a little help from my friends, of course, right? What else could we do without a little help from our friends? The people who stand by us by choice, not by blood, but by choice to help us in our lives. I don't know where I'd be without my friends. You know, my friends have been such a tremendous part of my life um, to help push me along and push me through and challenge me and affirm me and kind of work through my craziness in my own life to kind of help me to make good decisions and do the right thing in my life. I think those kinds of support people are so important in our lives. When I was in the seminary, we started a little group. We called it a support group. Once a month, we went out to dinner, we prayed together, and we spoke with each other. And this little group of people, you know, and it changed. The numbers changed over the years and some people came and some people left. But the reality is to this very day, still one a month with about like three of the originals we still get together we meet we call it a support group some others have joined but there's something beautiful about that to recognize that yeah with help from our friends we can do anything god gives us these people to help us and we're called to be grateful to god for them every day and recognize how they help us through life wow what a blessing hey here's twisted sister this is called the price
truth of the matter, nothing's free, right? No. Sacrifices cost. They cost us time. They cost us effort, a little sweat, a little tears. But that's how goodness comes about, right? It's sweat and tears. It's the muscle. It's the working out. It's all the extra stuff that we do in this life to help give life meaning, to give us meaning. We don't just get it handed to us, right? Nobody's just born into something and say, well, here it is. Enjoy it. Uh, you don't have to do one bit of work in your entire life. No, nope, we all have to work. We all have to make decisions. We all have to struggle through a lot of stuff. And in that midst of all of that, God is there helping us, encouraging us, cheering us on and involved in our lives. So Lent is a good time to kind of turn to God, to recognize that and say, yeah, you know, I'm going to make a difference. And even to think about like these little things in Lent sometimes, like the Fridays when you don't eat meat, you say, well, what a dumb thing. I'm not doing that. Well, you know, I don't think a lightning bolt's going to come from heaven and, and kill you dead if you eat a hamburger on a Friday. But if you can do that sacrifice, right, it's a reminder to us of our spiritual lives. It's a reminder all day long. When I get up on a Friday in Lent, first thing I think about is a hamburger. But you know what? That sacrifice is a good thing because it's a reminder to me that God's in my life and I'm called to gratitude and I'm also called to sacrifice a little bit to help myself to grow and understand God's presence a little bit more. Those things add up and they make a difference. Here's Rush. Stick it out.
there's Rush, stick it out. You know, that's part of sacrifice too. Like it's not always easy. And I think sometimes when we're in the middle of sacrificing, we want to throw in the towel and say, well, you know, I don't know. It's taking up too much time. Oh, this is going to cost too much money. Or, you know, is any one of a million excuses we can have to not sacrifice. But we're here on this earth, I think. God created us to help one another to get to heaven, right? And, you know, that's kind of part of the example we set is the sacrifices we, you know, to endure in our life and the things we do willfully and even unwillfully, you know, we're forced into. We have to do it in the sense that we're sacrificing for the other person. We're sacrificing for the betterment of this world and even ourselves. So think about it, you know. Make a little donation, spend some time in prayer. It's all sacrifice when you boil it all down. But the gift is that we grow interiorly. And there's something good about that. Like you want to have a little depth to you, right? And there's something good about that depth that helps us understand God ourselves and to love better in this world. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, Monsignor Jim Vlaunt. And it's engineered and produced by the great man of Lent. Yes, Mr. Stephen Shaldone. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>